Psalm 70 in our Bible tonight. And I want to give you a thought from a verse here in Psalm 70. Would you look at Psalm 70 there with me? And I want to give you a thought tonight that I hope will be a blessing to you. And it goes back to what I told you to be mindful of in that hymn, Crown Him with Many Crowns. Remember at the end of it, it said that, we would, that He would be adored and magnified. Look with me, if you would, that I think, I think is a so, such a fitting verse for a praise service as we're entering into a week in which we want to give thanks to the Lord. Notice in verse number 4, verse number 4 of Psalm 70, and I want to give you a few thoughts tonight that I think we very clearly see in Scripture about giving praise to the Lord. And so look what it says in verse number 4 of Psalm 70. The psalmist says these words, Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. And let such as love thy salvation say continually. All right, here's what we're to say continually. Look at the end of verse number four. Let God be magnified. Now remember the end of the song, crown him with many crowns, that God would be for all the days of eternity, that he'd be adored and magnified. Let God be magnified. Now let's read that verse one more time. Notice what it says. Let all those that seek thee rejoice. All right. So who is he speaking to here? Sounds to me like it's a description of God's people, right? This is a description of God's people. Who are the ones that seek him? Of course, God's people. So let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. And then there's another way in which we as God's people are described in this verse. Notice a perfect description. Number one, we're labeled as those that seek the Lord, right? That's a description of God's people. But notice another description of God's people in the second part of this verse. And let such as love thy salvation... I think if we were to go around this room tonight and we were to ask the question, are you glad you're saved tonight? We would all say a hearty amen to that, wouldn't we? We'd put our hands up and say, man, I'm rejoicing. I'm rejoicing in God's salvation in my life. Now, if we were to go around the room and say, now, if you know Jesus tonight and you're saved and you're on your way to heaven, but you're not glad you're saved, how about you say an amen to that? How about you raise your hand? I don't think we would have anyone that would do that, would we? We're thankful in the salvation of the Lord, aren't we? We're rejoicing in that, aren't we? So this is a description of God's people. This is speaking to God's people here. So those who are to say continually, let God be magnified, are the people of God, right? Now, keep your finger there in Psalm 70, but would you look at a couple parallel verses that we, that we find here in the book of Psalm that helps us to understand this same truth that we see the psalmist says here in Psalm 70, verse number 4, about God being magnified. Would you look at Psalm 40? So go back to Psalm 40 and look with me, if you would, at verse number 16. Psalm 40, and down towards the end of the chapter, Psalm 40, or down to the end of the psalm, look with me, if you would, at verse 16. It said, let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. Sounds like the words we just read, right? And all those that seek thee. Who's it a description of? It's a description of God's people. That all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. Let such as love thy salvation. We love the salvation that God has provided for us, right? We're to say continually, let the Lord be magnified. Then if you would go back to Psalm 35. <coughs> Excuse me, go back to Psalm 35. And look if you would at verse number 27. So Psalm 35 and look at what verse number 27 says. It says, let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, 
which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Three different times in the book of Psalm, we see that little four-word phrase, let God be magnified. Now, God is to get the praise, right? It's the psalmist's way of saying, let God be praised. Let God be lifted up. It's our way of expressing our praise to Him. The word magnify that we see in Psalm 35, and then we see it again in Psalm 40, and then we see it in Psalm 7, our main text that we went to tonight. The word magnify has the idea of making great. Let's make great the Lord. Now you think about that little campaign that was, or that little slogan that was used during the a running of the presidency a couple years ago. Make, let's make America great again, right? Well, can I say as Christians, let's make God great. Let's magnify the Lord. Let's make, not only let's make Him great, but let's make His greatness known. Let's let the world around us and those that are in the world around us know how great a God we serve and His greatness to us and His greatness in our lives, let's let it be known. Now, just for a moment, I want you to take your Bible and turn with me to Psalm 19. Now, I know we're turning around the Psalms here for just a moment. Turn to Psalm 19. And before we get to the main uh, thoughts here in the message, I want us to be mindful. We're thinking about this word magnify. We're thinking about making God great and making His greatness known. There is something around us in our world that we live in that does that. God's creation does that, doesn't it? You think of God's creation today and how God's creation makes those that see His creation know how great He is. His greatness is known in His creation, what He has created. The Bible says in Psalm 19 and verse number 1, it says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork. Even creation shows God's glory, right? Creation makes God known, makes His greatness known to others. And then, if you would think about His creation of you and I, His most special creation. He created man and woman on day number six of creation, didn't He? And the Bible says in Psalm 139 and verse number 14, and let's not quickly pass over that verse when we read it in the Scripture and not remember what it says. It says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And then it says, marvelous are thy works. Remember, we're going to make God's greatness known. His works, let, his, let, his, let God be magnified, that His works would be magnified. And he says, great, uh, uh, that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, marvelous are thy works. God, you've created everything around us and it makes, uh, it makes those that see it know how great you are. And then your creation of each individual and how that we are fearfully, the Bible says, and wonderfully made. Think about what uh, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 10 says. It says that we are His workmanship. Now that word workmanship really can be defined in two different ways. We can use the same word we just saw there in Psalm 19. Remember what Psalm 19 said? The heavens declare the glory of, the, of God and the firmament showeth His handiwork. That word handiwork. Well, we are God's, the Bible says, workmanship. We are His handiwork, aren't we? God made us, again, fearfully and wonderfully we've been made by our God. So that word could be used as, as the word handiwork to describe how God has created and how He's made us. But then we could also use the word masterpiece. 
We are God's workmanship. We are God's masterpiece. Created for the purpose of bringing honor and glory to the Lord. If anybody would ever ask that question, well, why am I here? Why did God put me here on earth to bring honor and glory to Him? To be able to lift Him up, to magnify the Lord. As the psalmist says, let God be magnified. Now, when we think of that word magnified, may we concentrate or may we think in a, for a moment here in our minds about the society that we live in. In the society, in the world that we live in, God sadly many times is minimized and other things or people are the ones that are magnified. But God says He desires that it be the other way around. Oh, how often individuals can... can, uh, can uh, promote and lift up an athlete or maybe a movie star or somebody that's on television and God is minimized in the viewpoint of the world. But God says, I want to be magnified. The psalmist says, let God be magnified. You think about how that in the book of Isaiah, in chapter number 6, which by the way is the special chapter in the book of Isaiah where the prophet Isaiah was called to be, to be the prophet that God wanted him to be. And remember that vision that Isaiah had. Remember he said he saw God high and lifted up. He is to be the one that is high and lifted up. He is the one that is to be magnified. Let's not minimize God. Now the society around us and the world around us may. But let's not minimize God. Let's make sure that he is magnified. Let's make God great and let's make his greatness known now, the Bible tells us in the book of Jeremiah, by way of an illustration to help us understand the importance of God being magnified, the Bible tells us about the people of Moab. And the Bible tells us that the people of Moab receive a punishment in Jeremiah chapter 48. Now, I'm not going to take the time to turn there. Perhaps you'd like to turn there later and look at it. Bible study on your own if you want. But Jeremiah chapter number 48, the Bible talks about a punishment that the people of Moab are going to have. Well, there's a reason why they are being punished. The Bible says this, Moab is going to receive punishment because they had magnified or lifted up themselves above God. The reason why they are being punished is because they have self-exalted in pride and praise themselves over magnifying God and putting Him above themselves. So in pride, they've exalted and praised themselves and God said a punishment is coming your way because you have magnified yourself over Almighty God. Look with me, if you would, back to verse number 4 of Psalm 70 again. We told you this would be our main verse here. It said, Let all those, again, that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. Now there's something I want to point out here in verse number 4. And let such as love thy salvation. Notice this, it says, say continually. So again, we've already established the truth that Psalm 70 and verse number 4 is referring to God's people. It's the people of God that are being talked about here. And what are they to say continually? Let God be magnified. Now the challenge for us tonight is this. Until the Lord Jesus Christ appears, it is up to us as God's people to magnify God. Now the Bible tells us when He comes, He will be magnified. As He, of course, becomes King of kings and Lord of lords for all eternity. And He'll rule and He'll reign. But until the Lord Jesus Christ appears... 
The Bible tells us that as God's people, we should be the one that are, that, that are magnifying God. This should be the purpose. This should be the desire of every believer. And can I go as far as to say this ought to be the purpose and desire of every church to magnify Almighty God. So let's, for just a few moments, see some ways in which we can magnify Him that we see in Scripture. Number one, we magnify, number one, the name of God. Let's magnify, number one, the name of God. Look with me, if you would, quickly to 2 Samuel chapter number 7. 2 Samuel chapter number 7. Let's magnify the name of God. 2 Samuel chapter 7 and verse number 26. The Bible says, And let thy name be magnified, how long? Forever. 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse number 26. Let thy name be magnified forever. Now, I don't know if you perhaps are as irritated as I am about this. But there is one of, it's one of many things, I guess, that really, really irritates me. But this is one of them. When someone takes God's name in vain. We are to magnify the name of God. It is not a curse word. It's not a name that's to be blasphemed. It's not a name that's to be used in a flippant way. But think about how that God's name is continuously blasphemed in our society today. The way that God's name is taken in such a light way. God says His name is to be magnified. His name is to be lifted up. Now think with me, if you would, back to the passages of Scripture that we've been studying even on Sunday nights in the book of Acts. Remember that, that man, that lame man there at the gate, beautiful, in Acts chapter number 3. Remember the Bible tells us that he is asking for alms. He's held out his hands and he's asking for alms. He's asking for something from Peter and John as they're going into the temple to pray. Remember what Peter and John say to him, silver and gold, they said. We don't have any of that. He says, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. There's power in the name of Jesus, isn't there? And His name is the name that is to be magnified above all other names. Matter of fact, in Acts chapter number 4, when the Sanhedrin gathers... And remember, we've been studying through this on Sunday nights. The Sanhedrin gathers there in Acts chapter number 4, and they said, explain to us what's happened with this man. We noticed he's always there at the gate, beautiful, and now we don't see him anymore. Explain to us what's happened. And remember, they begin to describe it. They say, in the power of God's name, we were able to heal that lame man. Because of the name of God, because of the power that's in the name of God, God's name is to be magnified. Now think about how you came to trust Jesus Christ as your Savior. Let's go back to that verse of Scripture many times we'll use as we're sharing with somebody how they can know for sure they're on their way to heaven. In Romans chapter 10 and verse number 13, you probably know it so well you could even quote it with me. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. His name is to be magnified, right? You're saved today because you called on the name of the Lord, right? That name that is to be high and lifted up. 
That name that's to be exalted above every other name. And I want to read really quickly from Philippians chapter 2, which is certainly the passage of Scripture that reminds us of how precious the name of Jesus is. In Philippians chapter 2, verse number 9, it says these words, Wherefore God has, hath also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. There's not a name that's magnified in a greater way than the name of God, right? And notice what it says in verse number 10, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. He says, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. So many times I'm reminded as I read verse number 10, that it's not a matter of if it will happen, it's a matter of when. Everyone will magnify the name of Almighty God. Can I say tonight, number one, we are to magnify the name of God. But number two, we are to magnify the Word of God. We're to magnify the Word of God. Would you take your uh, place, or would you take your Bible there and turn to Psalm 138? Psalm 138, and look with me if you would at the second verse down there in Psalm 138. Psalm 138 and verse number two in our Bible. Number one, we are to magnify the name of God. And then number two, we are to magnify the Word of God. Psalm 132 and verse number 2, it says this, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name. There we go. His name is to be magnified for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified, notice it says, thy word. God's word is to be magnified. Now, how does someone come to know the name of God apart from the Word of God? Now, you think about the Word of God that we hold in our hands. We just said a moment ago that we need to magnify the name of God. Well, God's name, we come to know God's name because we have a copy of the Word of God that we hold in our hands. And so we come to know God's name because we've heard it in the Word of God. Now think about what the Bible says in the book of Romans. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. God's Word is to be magnified. Can I ask you, is God's ma Word magnified in your life? Is God's Word lifted up in your life? You say, well, how would I do that? What would I do to magnify the Word of God in my life? Well, are you reading it like you should? God's Word is magnified as we read it, right? Are we studying the Word of God? The Bible says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of God. Are you memorizing the Word of God? Are you hiding God's Word in your heart, or is it just a book that's another book to you? Or has it become so important that you would say, it's magnified in my life enough to read it, enough to study it, to memorize it? Are you meditating upon it? Is it something that you are able to read from and then chew on throughout the day, right? As we go uh, about our, our, our daily activities and the things that we've got in our lives and in our schedules and throughout our day. Remember what Joshua said, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Are you magnifying the Word of God enough where you'd say, I'm going to meditate upon it? Are, 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 you, are you magnifying the Word of God that when you hear the preaching of the Word of God, 
You're asking God as I'm hearing the preaching and the teaching of the Word of God that you would speak to my heart and show me from the Word of God that is high and lifted up in my life decisions that I need to make for Jesus. Then let me ask you this. Is the Word of God magnified in your life enough where you're willing to share it? Where you're willing to share the Word of God with others? Think about all the promises that are in the Word of God that we can share to be an encouragement with others. Think about, all the, think about the gospel that's in the Word of God that we could share so that others can know for sure that they're on their way to heaven to live with the Lord. And then here is the, all, here's, here's the big question. Here, here's the real, real important one when we think about magnifying the Word of God. Are you living the Word of God? Are you practicing what it says in your own life? Are you, are you not just hearing it, but you're heeding it? Well, the Bible says that we're not to be a forgetful hearer, right? We're to hear the Word of God and then to be a doer of the Word of God as well. Is the Word of God magnified in your life enough where you would say, it's, it's magnified enough that I read it and I study it? And I, I'm willing to listen as the preaching and teaching takes place of the Word of God. And I'm willing to share it with others. And I'm willing to live it. And then think about this. Are you willing even to defend the Word of God from those that oppose it and those that are attacking the Word of God today? And by the way, there's much of that going on today, isn't there? The Word of God and the name of God is under attack and it's blasphemed from time to time. Are we willing to defend it? Think about the Word of God that you are holding in your hands tonight and the fact that there are people that gave their life so that you could have it. They cared enough about the Word of God and defended the Word of God and all the opposition and all the attacks against it so that we could have it in our hands tonight. There were some that were thrown to the lions. So that, they, so that they could have, so we could have an opportunity to have the Word of God. Some that were burned at the stake. So that we could have an opportunity to have the Word of God tonight. Do you defend the Word of God with those, against those that oppose it and those that are attacking the Word of God? So number one, we need to magnify the name of God. We need to, number two, magnify the Word of God. And then lastly tonight, the Bible tells us that we need to magnify the Son of God. We need to magnify the Son of God. Would you look with me quickly at the book of Philippians? Philippians chapter number 1 and verse number 20. And what an encouraging verse for us tonight. We've got to see this one tonight when we think about magnifying the Word of God. Or excuse me, magnifying our God. Let God be magnified. We're magnifying His name. We're magnifying His Word. And we want to magnify His Son. Look at what the Bible says in Philippians chapter 1 and verse number 20. It says this, According to my earnest expectation and my hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body. Paul says here in Philippians that I want Christ to be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. Now the Bible tells us when we trust Jesus Christ as our Savior that our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And because we have the Holy Ghost living inside of us and we have the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, because He lives in our lives, it is so important that the Son of God is magnified in our lives. The Spirit of God that lives within us, through the presence of God in our lives, people should see Christ magnified. 
And then as a result of that, souls can be saved and come to know Christ as Savior. The power of a pure testimony as we live with a conduct that's pure before God and a conversation and a character that's pure before God as we've magnified Christ so that we can have an opportunity to share Christ with others. The Bible tells us in the Gospels, and we won't take the time to turn there, but in the book of John, during Jesus' earthly ministry, He said that through His death, God was going to be magnified. And Paul said, I want it to be said just like what Jesus was able to say. That even if it's through my death, God would be magnified. Now think about the fact that Paul did face a martyr's death, didn't he? Remember in 2 Timothy chapter number 4 where he's writing right before he does give his life for the cause of Jesus. He says, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me, he said, a crown of righteousness. With the Lord's a righteous judge, he'll give me it that day. And not unto me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Paul was able to say as he died a martyr's death, truly the Son of God was magnified in my life. I gave my all to him. And whether it be in our life or whether it be in our death, that God is to be magnified. The Bible says in John chapter 3 and verse number 14, right before we get to that very familiar verse in verse number 16 where it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, it said this of the death of Jesus Christ. It says, As Moses lifted, raised the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. He was going to be lifted up and die on that cross for us. And His death was going to magnify Almighty God. And give us the opportunity to know Christ as our Savior. So Paul and others who gave their life as a martyr died magnifying the Son of God. Their testimonies were able to point lost people to Christ. And then their testimonies were able to encourage saved people to stand for their faith in this world that we live in today. Would you consider how important your testimony is tonight? Would you consider how important it is that your life magnifies Jesus Christ, whether it be in life or in death? Would you consider tonight, really concentrating tonight on how important your testimony is? Your testimony could bring a lost person to Christ. Your testimony could allow somebody that already is saved and already is on their way to heaven to realize it is important to stand for the Lord and to live by faith in this day that we live today. Think about Paul and Silas. Now, the Bible tells us that they were placed into prison, certainly for not doing anything that would warrant prison, but they were preaching the Word of God, and they were placed into prison. And remember what the Bible tells us, and I believe it's Acts chapter number 16, if I'm remembering correct, they're in prison there in, 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 in Philippi. And the Bible tells us that at midnight, they, they, they start to do something. You remember that? Now remember, they're, they're, they're going through the suffering of being placed in a prison. The shackles are on them. And the Bible says they began to sing praises. They began to sing. They began to magnify the Lord Jesus Christ. And what was the end result of all of that? Remember what happened to the Philippian jailer? He came to know Jesus because of the testimony of someone that even in the midst of a trial was spending time magnifying Jesus. That's what Paul means when he says, in life or in death. I want to, no matter what I go through, I want to magnify the Son of God. Tonight, let's lift up Jesus.
Let's magnify Him as we think of a praise service, as we think of a way that we can offer praise to the Lord to magnify Him, to make Him great in our lives, to make His greatness known to others that are around us. And as we think of entering into this Thanksgiving week and all that we have to be thankful for, let us as God's people magnify Jesus Christ. And how do we do that? We magnify the name of God and we magnify the Word of God and we magnify the Son of God. I'm going to finish with two Bible verses and I'll be done. Psalm 34 and verse number 3. In Psalm 34, down at verse number 3, the words of the psalm say this, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. Hey, as God's people, let's magnify God. As a church, let's magnify God and then one last verse, Psalm 69 and verse number 30. Now, if you are following your calendar for the month of November, you have already passed by this verse, and I hope you read it. Psalm 69 and verse number 30, the Bible says these words, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify Him with thanksgiving. Hey, we're entering Thanksgiving week. Let's magnify the Lord with thanksgiving for all the things that He has done for us. Let's make Him great and let's make His greatness known as we magnify the name of God, the Word of God, and the Son of God. Father, I thank You for this special praise service. I thank You for the opportunity we've had to take a few extra minutes, Lord,